Happy Sunday, everybody. Murphy Houston back on Mile High Magazine. Hope you're having a great weekend. We appreciate you listening to our Bonneville radio stations, especially for Mile High Magazine, as we present people that have needs or have great things going on in their lives or talk about things that they're helping here in the state of Colorado. And today is no exception. Today, it's uh, Kim Bow of uh, Second Wind Fund. She's the program director there. Kim, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Beautiful, beautiful weekend. Yeah, yeah, good weekend. Kind of a crazy spring, but finally some decent days. So I'm looking at your name here, Kim, as the program director of Second Wind Fund. There's a bunch of letters behind your name. What? What, what is all that stuff? Um, so that's basically everything I've worked towards in terms of learning and educating myself about how to help people around mental health, like licensed professional counselor, and then our DMT is a dance and therapist, CT is a certification in paleontology, and I could go on from there, but those are some of my favorites. Well, <laughs> here you are. We were discussing before we started recording here that you're the mother of a nine-month-old. You've got a family, and how do you how do you keep up with all those titles? Wow. <laughs> you know, I think it's a journey. It's a work in progress. You know that that self care piece and that education. I'm still working on finding a balance, to be honest. Well, with all those uh, titles, you're going to find a tough time with a balance. But we know what you're in charge of is fantastic. And for those who don't know, we should really talk about Second Wind Fund, what it is, and why it's so important here in Colorado. So please explain. So Second Wind Fund pays for therapy for kiddos between the ages of 0 and 19 who have no insurance or who are underinsured and who are at risk for suicide. So the cool thing about Second Wind Fund is that it fills a gap in the system, right? Because there are many Coloradans, youth, who don't have insurance or who are underinsured, right? So maybe their insurance doesn't cover mental health treatment or the copay is too high or the deductible is too high. We fill that gap so that youth can get access to life-saving therapy, which is such a great role, great role to fill. Um, hopefully in the future one day we won't exist because the system will have will have shifted. But for right now, we are happy to be here to support those youth. Well, I bet that's one of your probably concerned zone areas is getting getting the right insurance for the teenagers, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a trick, right? Because I think the insurance system, um, it's hard to navigate. <laughs> well, no, hard to navigate for adults, let alone adults with teens. Ooh, yes, I agree with that statement. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, and, and talk about what a problem that is. We don't like to talk about suicide, but it's a fact. And with teens here in Colorado, it's a pretty big fact, isn't it? It is. It's one of the leading causes of death in teenagers, which breaks my heart to say. Yeah, I've, I've got uh, raised four kids all through those that era. Now I've got grandkids in that era. And it's a scary time for adults because you, you don't know what's going on. You think you might know what's going on. And sometimes the kids don't want to reach out for help. And that's where groups like you guys, Second Wind Fund, come in handy, don't you? Yeah, we want to we want to be there. We encourage we encourage youth to reach out to get support, um, whether it's their school counselor, whether it's a parent, whether it's a trusted adult, but something that they trust that they can get the support that they need. Because suicide prevention is everybody's responsibility. Um, yeah. Being able to ask that question: Are you thinking of suicide? It doesn't put the idea in, in anyone's head, but it opens up the conversation. In fact, I was going to ask you that question now that you brought it up. Whose responsibility is suicide prevention? It's everybody. It is, you know, I would say it's the barista at Starbucks all the way to the person walking down the street. You know, you, you never know when you have that potential to save somebody's life by asking a question. How are you doing? I'll be your listening ear for you. And then, again, bringing back the, you know, it's okay to ask somebody if they're thinking about suicide. It really, truly does not put 
that idea in their head. That's a big myth that, that's going around, but it puts the idea in their head and it really, truly doesn't. It, like as mentioned, it really opens people up to say, yes, you know, oh my gosh, I'm not alone anymore. Um, but someone cares and actually sees me and wants to help. Well, in that age group you're dealing with, with teenagers, sometimes they're very difficult to communicate with, aren't they? That is true. And that's where patience and empathy and really demonstrating that you care, right? It's, uh, there's, a, there's a fun term called mirroring, right? Mirroring and we have mirror neurons in our brain that allows us to, that's kind of a pieces of empathy, like so that they know that you're there with them, right? That you're not going to say, oh, it's just a phase. You're going to say, you know what? I hear you and I'm here with you. Yeah, it's important for them to hear that words and to believe those words. And I think from some people, they probably don't, but trusted people like parents, grandparents, teachers, doctors, maybe even, they need to listen to those people, right? Yep, absolutely. I mean, I think there's other people within the school setting too, right? I think teachers are a perfect example or even coaches or, you know, there's other great organizations in the community where there's trusted adults who train and train themselves about how to talk to kids and how to work with, you know, work with issues. So there's a great, great number of folks out there and we want to encourage them to, you know, be there and reach out to those kiddos. Well, Second Wind Fund, you guys have been around for quite a few years. How did it start and uh, where are you headed? So Second Wind Fund was actually founded by three community members in Jefferson County who wanted to do something because there was a cluster of suicides at a high school and they didn't want to see that happen again. So they organized a walk, raised some funds and said, we're going to pay for kiddos to get access to therapy, which is basically the birth of the organization. It started in one county, grew to cover 30 counties across the state of Colorado, Colorado, where we are now. And we're looking forward to in 2022 to actually expanding to more more counties within the state, as well as going deeper into the counties that we're currently in. The long, long-term goal is to actually hopefully cover the entire state of Colorado, so that way we can support as many youth as possible. Well, does that require uh, a lot of volunteers for Second Wind Fund? Uh, do you have a lot of hired personnel, the experts that we need to help these teenagers? How does that work? So, great question. So, on staff, there's there's five of us. So, we're a small team doing lots of hard work. I'm going to brag on my, my team a lot because they are amazing folks who are very dedicated to what they do. And then we have our providers. So, our providers are the most amazing folks. So our providers are all independent contractors for us within the counties that we cover who say, you know what, I want to make a difference in the lives of the youth that are in my community. And they go through an application process, background check, um, need to be fully licensed as well as have experience working with kiddos who are at risk for suicide and also have insurance and say, you know what, I want to help. I want to be one of those people who is within your referral referral network and we're going to um, be willing to be an independent contractor for you, and that's where we get all we get our people. So we need people, we need providers to say yes. We want to step up. We want to be part of that. We of course pay our providers, um, but we need more of them. We really need more of them because the need for mental health has definitely grown around the pandemic for sure. Yeah, in fact, I was going to ask you that. How has COVID affected your work and what's going on with the teens in Colorado? Because you hear the stories, and I know it's probably gotten worse. But how bad is it? You know, I would say that we are starting to see, you know, for a while we back up. So for a while we kind of saw a dip in a dip in referrals, and now we're starting to go back up because for during during that period, people were focused on basic needs, right? So food, shelter, 
all those things. And now people are starting to say, okay, we've, we're finding our feet there. Now we need to focus on our mental health. So as we see referrals come in, some of the stories that we're hearing are heartbreaking, where you know students are taking care of their family or the increased isolation has you know gotten to kiddos. Um, we've seen homelessness, schools not being able to find some kiddos because they, you know, can't afford rent. And so kind of, and the level of trauma that we've actually seen come in has also increased. And I would say the youngest age that we've seen come in and more recently is a four-year, four-year-old. So, which to me, I'm like, baby, a four-year-old, a four-year-old. Wow. And so, yeah, I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, it, it breaks my heart. And so we're seeing, we're seeing this need just evolve in different ways between the level of trauma and the, the age all across the board and we only expect to see it continue to to go up as things continue to open up and people start reaching out for help oh exactly good point there and and besides funding and, and helping people get that kind of help they need what other services does second wind fund offer you know, so we have our, you know, our fundraising events too, but the other things that we do is we partner within the community. So for example, right now we're partnering to Denver Broncos and we release a series on stress and mental health uh, that um, for the Mental Health Awareness Month in May. So we do different things along those lines. We also do advocacy work within the community. So that way we're not only working with within our scope of services that we provide, but we're also work, working, working for lasting change within the community, leaving the world better, better than when we found it. Um, some of those are the highlights of the things, things that we do. Well, and of course, that uh, you being a nonprofit, how do you get funding? Do people donate? I know you have a, like a big golf tournament coming up here in a few weeks. We do. So our golf tournament is one of the, our bigger fundraisers. We just had a gift of life breakfast. We also have our walk in the fall, which is also a big fundraiser, which also brings us back to the roots of roots of where we started. But at the end of the day, we know we have great individuals who support our organization. We are very fortunate that we have people who believe in what we do and they support us. You know, during the pandemic, we have been unbelievably blessed with, you know, the way people have stepped up as well as other organizations who have stepped up in terms of grants and um and bigger and larger donations as well. But you know what? It takes everybody within the community, and we're grateful for each and every one of wow. organizations and individuals. We find people in uh, in Colorado in particular very generous with helping the cause when the need is there. Don't you agree? I would agree. I admit I'm slightly biased because I'm a Colorado native, but yes, I fully agree. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking with uh, Kim Bo, who's program director of Second Wind Fund. Okay, we talk a lot about what you do at Second Wind Fund and all the great work you're doing. How do people get involved? Can, is it parents that need to reach out? Is it any adult? Can teens reach out? How does it work? You know, so this is the way our, our program works, is that we have like a qualified referral source make a, make a referral. So usually that's somebody who's trained to assess for mental health. So that's a school counselor, social worker, school psych, a pediatrician, um, a community mental health center can potentially make a referral to Second Wind Fund as well. They can make a referral online. Uh, that's secondwindfund.org. There's a link where, you, where they can fill out this, the referral form. And then we will review the, review the information as well. So if parents or teens are, you know, thinking, you know what, I need to take advantage of the services, definitely reach out to your school school staff. Reach out to your pediatrician. Um, if you have, if people have struggles figuring out who they can reach out to, they're definitely more than welcome to reach out to us, and we can help you figure out who you could reach out to to have someone make that referral. Uh, because we love to support as many people as we possibly can. 
Uh, we love interacting with the youth and the families when they need, we need to get, do our follow-up calls to see how they're doing in terms of getting connected to their, to their provider. Um, it's one of the best things to be able to talk to the families and connect with them on, the, on that level as well. So, Kim, do you guys uh, physically reach out to the schools? Do you go in and meet with principals or counselors saying, hey, we're out here. If you know of anything, we're here to help. Or do they have to hear it through, well, like you and I talking now? I would say all of the above. (laughs) Okay. Um, Definitely, you know, interviews like this are fantastic. uh, But I, part of my job and the thing that I love doing as program director is I love reaching out to people and getting to meet people and connect. So I'll reach out to schools. I'll reach out to community organizations um, who are leaders in their community. But the idea for me is that I want as many people to know about Second Wind Fund and come alongside communities and ask, what can you do to support you um, and work with people from that perspective? Um, but I always welcome if people want to reach out to me. I'm always happy to have a conversation. And how do they find you, for goodness sakes, now that you've offering your services so kindly? So multiple different places. You can go familiar go to the website. There's a contact contact form that you can fill out, and it'll go directly to me. Uh, or you can definitely feel free to email program at thesecondwindfund.org. That goes to my entire program team, and one of us will will be in touch. So either one is fantastic. Well, so what are you what are your plans for the next ten years? Now that you've been around that long, what do you think you are? Where do you want to be besides throughout the entire state? You know, I think if I had to say beyond things throughout the entire state, I want people to think of us as an organization who cares, who works with different populations, who leads the charge in equity, and who really wants to make a difference in terms of reducing youth suicide in the state of Colorado. Colorado is part of the Colorado National Collaborative, and they have a goal to reduce suicide by 20% by 2025, I believe. We want to be a part of that. We want to see that reduction. We'd like to help make that goal reality and hopefully say 30, 40% reduction rather than just 25. Well said. Kim Bo, Program Director of Second Wind Fund. Once again, give us your website where people can find you because they're going to want to find you now. Absolutely. So thesecondwindfund.org. And if you'd like to email as well, program at thesecondwindfund.org. Kim, thanks for going on My High Magazine with us today, and keep up the good work that you guys are doing at Second Wind Fund. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. You, it has been. Good talking with you. And you guys, hang on now. It's Mile High Magazine. I'll be right back.